Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Well, here we go, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Thursday, 28th day of April 2022. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there, man. Here I am. And we are ready to go for your Thursday. Uh, let's set the table. Today on the show, we're going to have our friend Scott New from Firebird Raceway pop on and talk about the Igniter, which is going to happen this weekend out there at Firebird Raceway, which is always a whole lot of fun. There's a lot of money up for grabs. There's a lot of drivers coming in, cars coming in from all over the country to take part in this, and the prices can't be beat. So we'll talk to Scott New all about that today. You'll have a chance to go check out Dorothy and Joyous Wolf on the show. We'll perhaps give away some cash during the X-Rock Double Dare at 7.30. That is up to our contestant, who is yet to be determined. Big J will give you a nerd alert today and plenty more fun and excitement. At least that's the goal, anyway, as we get ready for a Thursday show. You feeling good, Big J? Yeah, man. Should we knock this one out of the park today? Let's do it. All right. Uh, We're a la Babe Ruth. We're calling our shot. Both of us pointed towards the outfield as we get ready to go. So let's kick it off with a little bit of audio slave like a stone. Starting things off here on the morning after with Nick and Big J, the X Rocks. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We talked about this off the air because it was relevant to our personal interests at the time, but we didn't get a chance to talk about it on the air yesterday. But there's a really good chance the Treasure Valley goes from zero In N Out Burgers to not just one, but two. Not just but one, but two. Because a second proposed In-N-Out Burger location has been announced at the site near Boise Town Square Mall. Uh, The announcement came just a month after the burger chain announced its first planned location officially, although the rumors had been going for a pretty long time. Uh, The Village of Meridian is definitely going to get one. And now, according to a filing with the city of Boise, In-N-Out is proposing another one uh, that's going to be happening right at the old... Pier 1 Imports locations uh, location at uh, the Boise Town Square Mall. That thing closed down in 2020, and they're thinking about pretty much demolishing that particular building and then putting up a new one because it's kind of like in this... It's in this weird kind of no-man's land near the Boise Mall, yeah. which makes it perfect for a drive through and that's what In-N-Out's going to need is a lot of space for people to get in and out, so to speak. <laughs> and so yeah, that's a need, good spot. They need a, a place for people to twirl around. Yep. Uh, the idea is it for to uh, seat 74 guests and have enough room for 32 cars to be uh, lined up in queue for the In-N-Out Burger, which will probably be the case <laughs> for a good portion of it to be open. Uh, they only need six months, they say, to build this thing from scratch if they get the approval to do so, uh, which I imagine is going to happen like, you know, just as fast as that first one's going to be built. Now, there's no timeline because they still have to do some official paperwork filing uh, because 
they need to do some stuff. First of all, they need to get community feedback and make sure that the people in the area are okay with it. Once they get that, 10 days after the public meeting from that taking place, then they can file for an application and then they can use a permit. So we're still a ways away from this happening. But hey, listen, man, two is better than one and uh, one is better than none. Agree or disagree? Yeah, and I doubt that'll be the last uh, it's still another part of the valley that needs to get service as well. And, you know, here's the thing. The reason why it's so hard to get, you know, in and out, it, it's not like they don't want to franchise in other places. It's just part of their deal is freshness. And it, it has to be a certain amount of, um, you know, distance from them to a distribution center. Right. That, and so now that they have that, there's no reason why they wouldn't want to put one in Nampa area or the Caldwell area and, um, you know, expand just like they've done in Salt Lake and in Vegas and yeah. Phoenix and all of those places. But it, it, they, they also have a pretty standard plan, which is it only starts with a couple and then it expands. So my guess is this is the two we'll get for a while and then it'll go deeper. I'll take it, man. Longer. The uh, the NBA playoffs wrapped up for a couple of teams last night. You had two games on the schedule. Both of them ended up closing out the series. The Bucks handled the Bulls pretty easily, 116 to 100. Milwaukee wins that series, 4 to 1. Golden State ended up knocking off Denver as well, 102 to 98. Uh, that means Golden State wins that particular series, four games to one. So now the defending champion Bucks will be taking on the uh, Boston Celtics. That series will begin on Sunday. The Warriors will play the winner of the Grizzlies Timberwolves series which Memphis is up 3-2 to two in. Tonight is round one of the NFL draft in Las Vegas. The first round is going to kick off around 6 o'clock our time. And it's going to be airing on ABC and ESPN, which is good news for me because I wasn't I was worried about how I was going to be able to watch it. But now I know I'll be able to watch it on ABC. The following rounds uh, will happen on Friday and Saturday. Uh, Jaguars have the first pick for the second year in a row. Then the Lions, Texans, Jets, and Giants in the top five. But because this isn't exactly a top-heavy draft, there's going to be a lot of movement tonight, I think. I think there's going to be a lot of trades, a lot of movement up and down, not a lot of teams staying put. I think teams are either going to want to trade down for additional capital or uh, they're going to want to get out of it because there's not like superstars about yeah but that's the problem that you got to have people who were looking to trade up that's very which true. is going to be kind of maybe difficult that is very very true but uh listen there's been so many trades this offseason i that's why i'm saying i wouldn't be shocked if there's we see a lot of movement tonight i'm not sure if we're going to see any other players traded tonight although that could be possibility uh we'll see either way uh they got the uh, the draft starting up tonight as it were I don't think Pete Davidson's going away anytime soon, Big J. Uh, I'm sure at some point he's going to pop up on whatever Kardashian show is on Hulu. But then also, uh, it was announced yesterday he is getting his own sitcom at Peacock. The streamer announced yesterday that Bubkiss, which is a sitcom he created with his co-writer David Sirius, who put together King of Staten Island with him, is a heightened and fictionalized version of Pete Davidson's real life. And it's been given Does it need to be fictionalized a uh, straight to series order, so they don't even have to worry about putting together a pilot or anything. They are getting a show, and so when that's going to happen, I'm not sure. But rest assured, Pete Davidson will not be uh, far from your television. His life is soon. already interesting enough. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means. Like, I, I don't know how you can heighten nor fictionalize his life more than it already kind of has been. You're right, but uh, they're going to try, or at least going to make it funny. They're going to try to do that too. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your first round of important stuff. Come on home with me, Big J. Take me back to when you were just a little teeny tiny Big J. Okay. And uh, do you remember, like, growing up, 
Would you go on family trips and family vacations on a regular, even semi-regular basis? Yeah, they were pretty rare. Uh, do you remember any trips that you took with your family? Yeah. <clears throat> um, uh, we took one actually to Coeur d'Alene. Okay. Um, and then... Uh, what brought you there? Was it like visiting other or... Yeah, no, my, my sister, my oldest sister, Sidri, she went to uh, University of Idaho. Okay. And at the time, her and her husband, husband had bought some land up in that area. And so we went camping on that land. Gotcha. Since then been sold. But, um, yeah, so that, that's one of the only trips I remember as a family, like mom and dad, and I think my sister, Carlene, as well, all of them, everybody. So. Then I don't feel so bad because there's a poll out that says the, the average you know, 40-year-old remembers taking about four different family vacations a year as a kid. And I'm not trying to look for sympathy, but I don't, I don't remember a single family vacation that we've ever taken. Uh, growing up. Now, I know I had a unique childhood, but I, I was just, I, I was like, wow, four vacations a year seems a like. A year? That's what it says. Four, that's what they remember. Now, that doesn't make sure, that doesn't necessarily oh, mean it's, it's accurate. Mismembering. But uh, but they say that, that the average respondent took about four vacations a year when they were a kid. And uh, I don't, I mean, I, I hadn't been on an airplane until I was 19 years old. Uh, I, all of my family and my mom and dad's family lived in our general area when I was growing up. And so there was no reason for us to travel to another part of the country to visit anybody. I didn't go to like Disneyland or Universal Studios growing up or anything like that. So I didn't go on a lot of vacations. Now, I'm also not bitter about it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like I missed out on a bunch of stuff, but it makes me you feel issues to <laughs> Right, I have, I have more problems than that. But uh, it is interesting to me that 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 even if it's true, even if it's only half true, like two a year, that still seems, you know, pretty impressive to me. Now, I have taken my children on family vacations. Uh, it's not for a year, I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. In front of God and everybody. But uh, I, I, I don't know if I've made, you know, core memories with them that they will remember for the rest of their lives on those vacations. But I've tried to take them places to, you know, see other parts of the country. You know, we've gone to Seattle a bunch. We've gone to Wisconsin to visit my family. We've gone to other places and trips and gone to, you know, like uh, hotels that have water parks in them so that they can enjoy that kind of stuff. And so that's the kind of vacations that we go on. But for a year seems a lot, even seems for great. back in the day. Oh, that'd be great. Right. I mean, like, I don't even know how you could do that, uh, to be perfectly yeah, honest. This, this story is a lie. Uh, but Somebody made that up. The idea is basically that uh, that people enjoy vacations is the whole point of the poll. And they were talking about how 58% of people feel like they have wasted their summer if they don't have some sort of trip that they're taking during the months of June, July, or August. And I was thinking, and I was like, I can't even remember a single time I ever... You know, I remember having summer off for school, obviously, growing up, but we never used it to go anywhere. It was always just kind of, uh, you know, yeah. hanging out with friends and, you know, uh, playing football or whatever out in the backyard was kind of my vacation from school. But listen, if you were one of the kids that ended up having to go on vacation four times a year, congratulations. I hope it was as amazing rich. as Your it sounds. Rich. Yeah, exactly. Uh, tell me what it's like one day. Hope you have a trust. Morning after with Nick and Big J, we got your nerd alert. It is happening next on the X Rocks. Oh, man.
Nerd Alert on 100.3 The X Rocks. All right, Disney fans, buckle on up because yesterday Gameloft revealed an upcoming new Disney and Pixar game project, a life sim adventure called Disney Dreamlight Valley, and it's coming to PC and consoles in 2023. So think Animal Crossing style. And uh, here's what happens: This Disney Dreamlight Valley takes place in a uh, dream, the titular Dreamlight Valley, where a bevy of Disney and Pixar characters have lost their memories after a mysterious event called the Forgetting that left the ver- their village full of strange plants called Night Thorns. Uh, players will customize their own character, build friendships with the townspeople, and help them recover their lost memories. Alongside of interacting with D- Disney villagers, players will also get to customize their own homes and towns in a number of Disney-themed locales and can follow Disney stories and mini-games with characters like Goofy, Ariel, Mickey, Simba, Moana, uh, Remy, and more. There's fishing and cooking activities and lots of outfits to customize characters with inspired by various Disney properties. Disney Dreamlight Valley is being developed by Gameloft and is set for release there in 2023 as a free-to-play experience for almost every platform you can think of. Uh, PC included an early access release is planned this summer and will be made available to those who purchase a Founders Pack on any uh, or any Xbox Game Pass members. So, yay us. Will you play it? No, (laughs) that's not that's not for me but i can see this becoming extraordinarily popular and filled with all kinds of microtransactions i'm sure you're absolutely correct because people love that stuff yes all right rest in peace ubisoft games ubisoft announced that uh the online death and the end of its online support for almost 100 games this week what that means is this that multiplayer and online services will no longer be available for titles that go way back and on various platforms so for example far cry and far cry 2 on the pc all of the just dance games from 2014 to 2018 and uh, my beloved rainbow six vegas and vegas 2 splinter cell double agent and uh on the playstation 3 and xbox 360s as well and an xbox one now all of these games you can still function offline mode and uh, play single player whatever campaigns that they have but you'll never be able to play uh, multiplayer on these games again or uh, have any dlc or any updates that's how it is and it's something that's just going to happen every game i mean they can't keep these servers on forever right and they, these are all old system games too yeah so and one day they'll make a movie starring ryan reynolds about it <laughs> probably oh wait they did that already Okay, and this is pretty cool. Uh, woohoo! The Simpsons Hit and Run is a classic game that most video game players want to see remastered for today's consoles, Nick. So the 2000 release, which sold over 3 million copies worldwide, got 44% of the vote in a game poll. Updating Hit and Run is something that has been talked about recently. The game's original producer, uh, Vlad, said he's open to working on a remastered version with the voice of Lisa Yeardley-Smith said in an interview earlier this month that she would add Ask, uh, the show's creator Matt Goring about remastered version or a sequel. I don't remember this game at all. Oh, you don't? It no. was uh, it, not only was it on console, but it was also in uh, arcades. What was the point of it? I remember it, the Simpsons arcade game, but this is very different than that because it didn't come out in 2000. The game I remember playing—that's for sure. Right, right. Uh, it's a hit and run game. It was, a, it, was a, it was a driving game, and you had all kinds of little missions. I mean, I didn't play it. Oh, okay. But, uh, it, but this is so far of a list of uh, a half a dozen games. This is the one that was voted on being the most wanted to be returned. All right, there's your nerd alert courtesy of Radio's Big J coming up in a few minutes. Your chance to win some money courtesy of us with a little bit of thing called X Rock Double Dare and your important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J.
It appears profitable pop culture things can teach us a lesson or two, Big J. Oh, yeah? We could thank the Jurassic Park movies for teaching at least a majority of us that dinosaurs among us would be a bad idea. There is a new survey out from YouGov that talked to 20,000 adults and found that while nearly three-quarters, 74%, strongly agree that scientists should be working on a way to prevent animal species from going extinct, they aren't as keen as bringing back extinct animals using genetic manipulation. Only 32% are in favor of that. When asked about specific dinosaurs, only 10% wanted to see the T-Rex brought back. Those just thrive in chaos, my guess is. <laughs> 11% for the pterodactyl, 12% for the triceratops. But there were better numbers among other extinct animals that maybe don't have such like a, you know, reputation for hunting and killing. 50% said, you know what, bring back the giant tortoise. We missed those. 44% want the passenger prison back and the northern white rhino. And then 39% for the dodo. And 49% for the monk seal. So, as long as they're friendly and cute looking, bring them on back. If they got teeth, then they'll bite us. Bite us hard. Nobody wants no, to bring you. back a megalodon? I don't know if they were asked about every single oh. dinosaur, Big J. I think they just picked the big three. Uh, but uh, I believe that the brontosaurus is disrespected in that respect. But either way, uh, we're not exactly happy about bringing back dinosaurs. And that's probably a good idea. I, I feel like we have shown as a species, we, we, we haven't, you know... Uh, signified enough responsibility to pull that off just yet. I feel like, uh, you know, we would drop the ball somewhere along the line and it would be a pretty catastrophic event. And we would just hunt them to extinction again. again. <laughs> yes, probably. We wouldn't need any common self this time or meteorite self. Uh, we got the first round of the NFL draft tonight uh, taking place in Las Vegas. It's going to kick off around 6 o'clock our time. Big J, who do the Jaguars take with the first pick? Oh, I have no idea. I'll find out tonight. Uh, you haven't been following it? Not no. even a little bit? Oh, wow. I thought you were a fan. Probably a defensive uh, end? Uh, yes, I would say you're right. Or at least a defensive lineman. Either it's going to be the interior lineman from Georgia or the... When's the last time a defensive uh, end was taken first? Probably Miles Garrett a couple years ago. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, with the Cleveland Browns. But yeah, it's been the quarterbacks ever since. But uh, yeah, the quarterbacks this time, there's still maybe... I mean, if I had to guess, I'm going to say two go for sure. And could be upwards of four, but they're just not that high on the quarterback class this year. So uh, I think anybody that does more than that is going to be reaching. But NFL teams have a history of reaching. Speaking of quarterbacks, the Arizona Cardinals are not going to part ways with Kyler Murray. They picked up his fifth-year option yesterday. That'll keep him with the team through next year. This will guarantee him a salary of about $29 million next year as well. He was taken first overall in 2019. He was set to enter the final year of his rookie contract, so he's a two-time Pro Bowler, and they have said forever that they don't want to trade him. Kyler Murray now says that's his home, so they're, while they're far apart on a long-term deal, at least he's sticking through next season. Awkward situation happened yesterday at CinemaCon in Las Vegas. Olivia Wilde is a writer and director uh, that was up giving a presentation about her upcoming film, Don't Worry Darling. Uh, and uh, she was served with divorce papers on stage while she was giving this particular presentation, which caused things to get a little bit awkward. 
uh, which you can understand. How does that happen? Well, it, it, now it happens a couple of ways. Like, I mean, are you asking legitimately how it happens? Logistically. So, like, how does they get through security to get up and, and be able to hand her? That's a good question. That I don't have an answer to. But I, I, as somebody that unfortunately <laughs> has had to deal with a process server for divorce papers, I can tell you like that... Pineapple Express? Well, you go undercover? And- pretty much. I mean, it's not, it's not like that point. But I mean, like, the idea is that... If you're you hiring a process server, you are not given a like we're gonna go approach this person at this point. Right, right. You don't have it. You're just they're just an agent of you doing Correct. something. You don't and, know what they're doing. And I'm guessing that if it happened in a situation like this, either she was dodging the fact that she was getting served papers, or it was increasingly more difficult to have to gain access to her. And when you serve papers, you have to deliver them in person. Now, that doesn't excuse the process server from throwing the paper at her feet and then running away. Uh, it probably could He probably could have waited or she could have waited. I, I'm not sure uh, who dropped them off until she was getting on or off stage. But maybe this process server has tried a bunch of times. But a lot of people are calling Jason Sudeikis the bad guy. I'm not necessarily sure that's the case. Uh, again, I'm guessing he was over in England filming new season of Ted Lasso. I'm not sure he had anything to do with making sure her presentation at CinemaCon was interrupted. I could be wrong, but... I blame CinemaCon for letting that happen. It does seem like uh, some some messy stuff was happening. But uh, he has released a statement, Jason Sudeikis, saying that he had no prior knowledge of the time or place the envelope would have been delivered, just solely that he had hired a process server in order to do the delivery. And that's usually the way this stuff works. How that process server goes about handling their job is usually up to them. This seems like it was somebody that didn't do a very respectful job of it. Uh, That being said, I'm guessing if you're a process server, it's probably one of the most difficult and disrespectful jobs on the planet. So I give them a little bit of leeway. Like being a car... uh Repo man? Repo man. Yeah, it's not great. And probably, maybe she's slippery. Maybe she just avoided several other opportunities to get served papers, and that was the only <laughs> Well, look, she's, she's a celebrity, so getting access to this person to hand-deliver something has to be yeah. pretty much uh, uh, impossible, especially if they have no interest in getting whatever you want to deliver to them. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't know if that's the case. I mean, listen, she's with Harry Styles. My guess is at some point she wants to get divorced. So I don't know if she has been ducking this guy or whatever the case may be. But uh, it happened yesterday. It happened on stage. And it was weird and awkward, to be sure. There on 100.3, the X. Rocks. That sounds like a plan. Let's play the X Double Dare and try to give away some more money this morning. On the line is Caller X, our contestant. Her name is Jackie. Jackie, good morning. How you doing? Good morning, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in and trying to play. We would like you to win as much money as humanly possible, which is up to $200 right about now. But it all depends on your knowledge of this subject. Big J? Olympic events we no longer have. So these are events that used to happen in the Olympics, but now no longer do. Uh, How is your sports knowledge or that thereof, Jackie? I know the current one decently well. All right. Well, uh, I wish you the best of luck. Reminder, you can stop at any time and keep whatever money that you win. But if you do get a question wrong, it's all gone. So hopefully you win something. Let's start with your $50 question, okay? Okay. This sport only made it into one Olympics in 1932, but that's okay. We have the NFL for it now. What is it? 
American football. Football. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you even had the complete term there. American well done. football. That is $50 in your pocket. You can take that and walk away, or you can put it on the line for $100 and risk it for a more difficult question. What would you like to do? I want to try for 100 Okay. Yeah. All right, here you go. 100 bucks. In 1988, the Olympics made a run at this popular leisure time activity that most people do while drinking, but decided no one cared enough about 710 splits and canceled it after one year. What is it? Bowling. Right. Bowling. That is $100 in your pocket, guaranteed. Uh, you can take that $100 and walk away, or you can go for the hardest question on the board. What would you like to do, Jackie? Uh, it, mm, I would like to try for two. All right. Okay. All right, here you go, 200 bucks. This team sport features a stick with a net on it. Let me start over. This team sport features a stick with a net on it. It's the oldest organized sport in American history, but only lasted two Olympics. What is it called? Lacrosse. Lacrosse? Yeah. Right. Yes. That's it. $200 is yours. Lacrosse is the correct answer. Well done, Jackie. See? Yeah, it's not as hard as it seems sometimes, and other times it's much more difficult than you would think. Congratulations. You got 200 bucks coming your way. That's how it goes, and that's how we like it to go. Please hang on one second. We'll get all your information and make sure that you're set well and done, good to man. go. You have got more chances to win in this particular category. 1230 today with Jason Drew, 530 today with Adam. Hopefully you can pull off $200 just like Jackie did right there and we'll come back with we're going to hell that's next on the x rock the morning after with nick and big j on 100.3 the x rocks it wasn't planned when we started this week but it's turned into we're going to hell international and it continues as we head to scotland for today's we're going to hell story Listen, we, we all have stories about how we have uh, probably had a little bit too much to drink one night and had a pretty insane night. Agree or disagree? With insane! Uh, hopefully it didn't involve you doing something catastrophic or terrible to another person, but uh, it, it, sometimes those nights can be a wake-up call. Like, I believe your probably worst night drinking was a pretty big wake-up call for you. Agree or disagree? Yeah. And the uh, same thing happened for me. You know, we have these nights where you just do something where it's like, that was a really bad idea. And then you either, you know, make adjustments to make sure your life doesn't follow down that path again, or you uh, fall victim into that particular lifestyle and it becomes a really bad thing one way or the other. Hopefully the subject of today's We're Going to Hell story uses this terrible night of drinking as a wake-up call, but he is 42 years old. A lot harder to change things when you steer the ship in that direction at the age of 42. But his name is Thomas Deignan, and he lives in Scotland, and he had a rough night. Uh, one that where he was so drunk where he cannot remember anything he did before he was arrested. He just knows he woke up in jail. But, you know, over in the European Union, Big J, uh, they have closed-circuit TV everywhere. So everything yeah. that happens in public is on camera. So while Thomas could say he didn't remember anything, and maybe he's being truthful, unfortunately for him and his day in court, everything that happened was on camera. And so it becomes much, much more difficult to dispute that you weren't involved in it when there's video footage of it. But... There is a complete timeline of his behavior. It started, as so many out-of-control drunk nights do, uh, by leaving the bar at 2 o'clock in the morning and taking off his shirt. I'm not sure why that becomes the beginning of bad things, but when somebody's so hammered that clothes start coming off, usually good things aren't going to follow up after yeah. that. 
Uh, then, after he was shirtless, he ran to a gas station that was about a block away and then just decided to start urinating on the side of a car that was fueling up at the gas station. Oh, my. Bad form. It gets worse. He then opened up the door of the car and continued urinating. Unfortunately, there was a nine-year-old in the back seat of the car, but he urinated all over the kid as well. Oh, my God. Then, when he was done, he walked off into the middle of the road and then collapsed face down in the middle of the road, passing out clearly from drinking too much. That forced drivers to swerve to avoid hitting him. That lasted for about 10 minutes, and then he eventually got up, and because it's Scotland, he was again about 30 feet away from a flock of sheep. So he ran over towards to where the sheep were, and then just started screaming in the sheep's face. We don't know what he was yelling, because again, it's closed-circuit TV, so there was no audio, just video of him very much in the face of these sheep, screaming very loudly. Uh, that is where the cops found him because, you know, the parents of the kid who got peed on called the cops and they placed him under arrest. When he appeared in court, he told the judge he had no recollection of any of it and he couldn't think of any reason why he would have peed on a child, let alone yelled at a bunch of sheep. And the judge told him, quote, you have no recollection because you were hammered, end quote. And that hey, is the case. So he, that court case is still going on, but that is quite the night of yeah. drinking. Yeah, I had adult supervision. That is true. So, And that that is a good thing to put into the world, and that is, if you're going to get blotto, probably best to have somebody there that can cover you. Now, listen, that's a crappy job, because nobody likes babysitting for the drunk. That's no fun at all. If somebody's way too hammered and cannot control themselves and cannot hold their liquor very well, that does not make for a good night. But better that you have somebody by your side than to go uh, solo in this in an adventure like this because it didn't work out. But yes, supervision is a good thing. Uh, that poor kid is probably traumatized for the rest of his life as well. Because... Uh, How old was the kid? Nine. Nine. Oh, God. Nine yeah. enough to know what... I mean, old enough an, to know what's happening. Yeah, old enough to remember. <laughs> yeah, to never forget. Forever unclean. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your we're going to hell story. It is the X Rocks. Important stuff. What's going on in the news today? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. I would say for the most part that if you're in a married relationship, you want to do the best you can to make your significant other happy, correct? Or yeah. Okay. Beautiful. No, you're right. Uh, and according to the University of Utah, there is a way to unlock that on a regular basis. And believe it or not, it has a lot to do with what goes on around the house. Uh, chores, Big J. Making sure that there is an even split in the chores in the household is one of the biggest keys to happiness in a shared residential situation with significant others, according to the University of Utah. And it goes beyond, like, I cook every night, so that's my part of things. Uh, according to the study author, you need to switch things around a little bit. Like, no, you, you can't have it just be I'm the one in charge of cooking and uh, somebody else is in charge of all the vacuuming and somebody else does all the dusting and the picking up. you got to kind of mix and match to make things, you know, basically as happy as it possibly can be because eventually you're going to get sick of doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again and the other person is as well. So you got to mix it up a little bit. You understand? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does that what happened in the Big J household? Not enough. I know you have expressed uh, your distaste in having to cook every single night. But, yeah. And how happy you are when somebody else takes up the baton, right? Yeah. 
I mean, it's nice. What other chores are yours around the house that you do, or do you mix and match the other stuff? I mean, it just whatever needs to be done, you know. You vacuum? No, we have a robot. Oh, that that's I right. Hate. I hate it. Oh, why do you hate the robot? It makes so much noise, bumping into stuff. I don't know. It's just my din jarring. I don't like droids. Uh, <laughs> did uh, uh, has it uh, spread animal fecal matter across the carpet yet? No, we don't have any carpet. Uh, wonderful, smart play. Uh, then across your hardwood floors. No, no, I haven't had that problem. Uh, but you know, laundry. I mean, we share that. It's good. Uh, and this goes for men and women, by the way. It's not just one side of the argument. Everybody's got to pick up their own pieces, and everybody's got to kind of share the responsibility. But if you can make that happen, achieve a good balance, everybody's going to be fairly happy at home, and that's a very good thing, or at least a nice little uh, cornerstone of a good relationship. And that never hurts. Bucks and Warriors win last night on the hardwood, and that means that those series are over. Milwaukee beats the Bulls to win the series 4-1. Golden State over the Nuggets. They also win that series 4-1. What's next for the defending champs? They take on the Celtics. That series begins on Sunday, and the Warriors are awaiting the winner of the Grizzlies-Timberwolves series. What's your prediction there for the Milwaukee Bucks? Uh, I would say I, I I really didn't think the Bucks were going to repeat this year. I, I don't like the fact that Chris Middleton is still out. Uh, this Boston team is coming in red hot. I feel like it goes six or seven. Uh, my heart says I, I like the Bucks in seven, but I feel like Boston's playing really good basketball right now, and it'll be tough to slow down. Guess what? We'll they see. just beat a chump team, so uh, I say the Milwaukee Bucks going to be okay. All right, I hope so. Uh, I hope you know there is a chance that the series goes long too. That Middleton comes back at some point, which would be good because that's the outside shooting the Bucks really need to you know knock off teams like the Celtics because they they play really good defense inside. Giannis is going to get his without a doubt but it's going to be a little bit more difficult for him to dominate like he did against the Chicago Bulls I'll put it that way Uh, I mean he did score 33 points in like 28 minutes last night Big J Andrew Garfield taking a break at least according to Variety he of course had a fairly busy year Spider-Man No Way Home he he had himself uh, Tick Tick Boom where she got Golden Globe and Oscar nominations and the eyes of Tammy Faye which was an Oscar winner multiple times over and so he says after a very busy 2020 and 2021 he wants to recalibrate and reconsider what he wants to do next and he just wants to be a person for a while he wants to be ordinary he says so he's taking a break. But uh, as previously stated, he is a well-documented liar. And so I don't believe him as far as I can it throw. probably means he's filming the new Spider-Man movie right now. Yes, he's probably got six things he's working on. And all of them will be out in the next six months. Because Andrew Garfield does not tell the truth. Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Hey, here's your chance to win tickets to go see Dorothy along with Joyous Wolf at the Knitting Factory on Tuesday, May 10th. Going to be a fantastic show. We'll get you set up with those tickets. You just need to beat Nick here in Pop Culture Smackdown. Our phone number is as follows, 208-287-1003. Now would be the time to call that number if you would like to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown in which Big J asks you pop culture questions. You have to supply the answer and pray to whatever deity you believe in that I follow that up with a wrong answer so that you can claim these tickets. Are you ready, Big J? Yeah. Then to the phones we go. Hello, the X. Hello, Brandon. All right, Brandon, you're up first, man. Good luck. Brandon, in 1998, uh, television watchers mourned as they watched the final episode of this sitcom that starred Julie, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Michael Richards, and a guy named Jerry. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, right. that's right. Seinfeld, good job. Nick, in 2012, the FBI listed this band's fan base as an official gang. Uh, insane Clown Posse. Insane Clown Posse right. Is right. This former Tonight Show host's car collection is worth almost $150 million. Who is it? Jay Leno. Jay Leno right. is correct. Nick, uh, Jason Sudeikis was the voice of this animated slash live action show on Fox for one season. Well, geez, he's been the voice of a lot of things. Uh, oh, it's that show that you loved that nobody else watched. Uh, <laughs> you have the action figure. Um, it's right over there. Son of Go- Zorn. Oh, God, you right. got it. Dang it. What a bummer. All right. Which 1997 film about a tragedy at sea in 1912 received 11 Academy Awards? Titanic. Titanic right. is right. Uh, why are you laughing? I just said uh, I'm enjoying it. Good. All right, uh, Nick. What is the Pink Panther in the movie Pink Panther? Uh, well, which movie? The Steve Martin one or the uh, the, the original? The original. Uh, the the Peter Sellers ones. Um, see, I've never seen these movies. Is he a jewel thief? He is a jewel thief. Am but, I right? No, you're oh. not right. What the hell? What do you mean? I just Sorry, said what he was. The, actually, Pink Panther is the name of a diamond. Oh, okay, okay. So who's the guy he's after? Wrong. He's after a jewel thief. You know, they, they never name him? No. Right. The Pink Panther is just the I, diamond? I don't remember his name, but the Pink Panther right. is the diamond. Fair enough. Uh, I got that one wrong. At least I knew it was Jules. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to take partial credit. Congratulations, man. You got yourself all set up with Dorothy and Joyous Wolf tickets. Please Why hold am on I one second. you. <laughs> it's a good question because uh, it feels good and you're right to do so. We're going to do some headlines. Those are next on the X Rock. <laughs> Headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines are as follows. Not cool. That's one way and but but why? Not cool. Teachers are known to confiscate items that cause distraction in the classroom. So it's not uncommon to find a story of a teacher that has taken away the phone of a student that was not following directions and was using the phone in class, right? Yeah. But what happened from then on has made things fairly unusual for a school over in the UK. According to the parent, a teacher confiscated her daughter's 15-year-old phone, excuse me, her 15-year-old daughter's phone in her class and then uh, said that because it was her uh, fourth occurrence with the phone, she wouldn't get it back for a week. And the parent was like, good, you don't need your phone in school anyway. But when she got the phone back from the teacher a week later, they noticed something was different. Two things were wrong. One, the screen was cracked and it wasn't broke before. Two, uh, apparently her daughter had to re-log into her Apple ID, which she thought was weird. And then she looked at her account settings and saw that there was another Apple ID. It was her teacher's. And it had her full name and avatar on there. And then she, it looks like they, she had merged some of the data on the phone and some of the contacts that the daughter didn't recognize. It appeared like the teacher decided to use her student's new iPhone as her phone for a week when she confiscated the phone of the student, which is uh, not cool, right? Yeah. I mean, not that's cool not something you should do. Uh, the uh, parent has demanded an explanation. Number one, why the phone is cracked. And number two, why all of her personal information is on the phone. And she hasn't got a reply yet from the teacher. Uh, I'm not sure how they handle school districts and principals and stuff like that over in England. But I'm sure this isn't the end of the story. Also, fairly sure it's an isolated incident. I'm not sure all the teachers that are taking away uh, the students' phones are using their own phone for their own purpose. Because who would do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, not only do you, is it, you know it's only a temporary thing, but also, I mean, it makes you pretty vulnerable to 
some things that could happen if all your information is on some other person's device. Not very smart. Apparently they didn't teach that in school. That's one way or but why? But why? I don't know why this is a thing, but Tropicana is an orange juice that's out there, Big J. And they have decided to release a cereal that is designed to be eaten with orange juice as opposed to milk. It is called (laughs) Tropicana Crunch, and it's a honey almond granola-based cereal that they say tastes fantastic when it's completely just douched in a bunch of orange juice. The company picked the granola because it can withstand the acidity in the orange juice better than flakes, but it will only be available online at TropicanaCrunch.com, and it will only be available on May 4th, which you know is Star Wars Day, Big J, but Tropicana is recognizing National Orange Juice Day. But I don't know how this can taste good nor why it should exist. Or be healthy. No offense, but orange juice has got so much sugar in it. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not something that should be, food should be weighted in, <laughs> I guess is my point. I mean, if you want to have a small glass of orange juice with your breakfast, I can get that. But you shouldn't merge food with that, with any kind of juice, Yeah, really. yeah. But me, you know, I've always thought, and, and I've never been a cereal guy, but maybe this would help me eat cereal if it was douched in bacon grease. Yeah, that's, right? that's the healthy that you're yeah. looking for. Right. Uh, Tito, you know, that's keto friendly. Doesn't seem it doesn't seem like a very good idea, but uh, I'm sure it'll sell out because God, do we love spending money on dumb things? We'll wrap it up with that's one way. A woman has gone viral on LinkedIn for admitting that she likes to sit underneath her desk to do work when she's struggling with overstimulation. Her name is Minnie Mayer. She's 36 years old, and she opened up on a post last week sharing a photo of herself sitting underneath her desk with her laptop. And she says, whenever I do this at work, I get weird looks. But, hey, I'm 36. I'm a fully grown adult. And I uh, enjoy sitting on my desk here. But sometimes my office is a bit too much. And when I want to get away from the stress, the noise, the bright ceiling lights, a meeting that didn't go so well, sometimes sitting under my desk is a way to go. And I say to her, why the hell not, man? I mean, yeah. it's your office. If that's what takes you to disconnect and get away from everybody and like, unwind, knock it out. It's like George away. Costanza. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, the now, office within the office. Here's the good news. Uh, it, it has been received pretty positively online, which is nice. I mean, listen, man, if you are uh, dealing with stress in one way or the other, and that's one way to get away from it all, I am not here to judge. Deal with it. As long as you're not, you know, bothering anybody else, whatever way you want to handle that, it's fine by me. Because uh, we, Lord knows some of this stuff isn't easy sometimes, and everybody needs to get away. And if it helps, you know, you still continue your work and do it at a high-functioning uh, job, great. Whatever it takes. So I encourage people to sit under their desks if that makes them feel better. I can't fit under my desk. Sure you could. Come on, man. Yeah, I'm too fat. Well, you couldn't sit, probably. Uh, that wouldn't be very comfortable, but you could crawl underneath there if you wanted to. Roll around a little too bit. Too hard on my knees. Plus, your office is all clean now. You might as well take that thing to its full extent. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. Nick and Big J, and it is time once again to say hello to our friend from Firebird Raceway. It is Scott New who joins us on the show. Good morning, Scott. How are you, sir? Good morning. You know, things are terrific. Whenever we get a chance to uh, look forward to one of our favorite events of the year, uh, life is good. Yeah, man, the igniter. 51st that's crazy right yeah i mean it's it's become the oldest and longest running major drag racing event in the entire pacific northwest and we're pretty proud of the fact that back in 1971 when my dad started 
hosted the event, donned the Snake Perdome with his Hot Wheels Cuda, a car that I played with as a kid, the Snake and the Mongoose Hot Wheels cars, ended up winning our inaugural event. Here we are all these years later and, and a great cast of players coming in this year. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at some of the uh, the drivers that are coming in, the vehicles that are making the trip as well, and you're not messing around this year. You're talking about people coming from literally all over the country to be a part of this thing, right? Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I mean, Bobby Cottrell uh, won back-to-back world championships, and he'll obviously be one of the, the headline cars driving Bucky Austin's Camaro that won both the Igniter and Nightfire last year. But when you have somebody like Michael Bartone that is coming all the way from New York with one with a funny car that he is uh, uh, planning to play hardball with this year, a three-time winner, Chris Crable, is going to drive the funny car. And yeah, it, it's cool to think that those of us at Firebird that have been doing this a long time, that it, it we've attracted the intrigue and interest of so many different racers from all over. You know, and Scott, the cool thing too is when you're talking NHRA and uh, you get a pit side ticket and you get to get up close with these machines and the drivers in a way that not a lot of race fans get to do uh, in other forms of, of racing competition. It's such a cool thing. Well, it's one of the best parts of our sport, I think, whether you're five years of age or 70 years of age. I mean, you go right into the pit area and, and you not only see them working on the cars, but there's nothing quite like being... 10 feet from a double-A nitro funny car when they warm it up um, and light the fuse on one of these nitro motors producing five, 6,000 horsepower, standing that close to it and being able to experience what the driver's going to experience going down the quarter mile. It's it's uh, quite the head rush. It is, and uh, you've got two days uh, just uh, kind of chock full of exciting and uh, fun a- entertainment for the entire family happening uh, Saturday and Sunday. What do you have to do like as somebody that takes care of that track to make sure everything is ready to go for an event that is this size this weekend. You know, we've been running since late March, since we finished up the Boise Roadster Show at the fairgrounds. I mean, we kicked into gear two weeks later. We've had uh, seven events already this season. They started out with testing events, and we had an opener for our Gold Cup racers last weekend, back-to-back days. So we've really... Uh, built the surface to where it's in championship caliber right now. You know, you got to really have a flat racetrack, and it's got to have intense uh, tackiness to it to, to see cars go 250 even they may go this weekend because of the cool weather 260 miles an hour in a quarter mile i mean it's surface has got to be pretty much perfect so we've we've learned a lot over the years and we've got it dialed in for perhaps even record speeds this weekend yeah i was just going to say the weather outlook is, is pretty dang good and that that always is, is an exciting thing especially when you can can say hey man we're going to have some records out here that really draws in uh the people because you get to see that speed and you're not going to get that anywhere else no, that's true. I mean, these, these cars come to the track twice each year, once at the Igniter and then again in, in August at the Nightfire, and they're, they're a unique breed. I mean, they we've had Nitro cars at this season opener for this will be the 51st consecutive year. It's an event that, you know, a lot of people love to come and watch, and, and we dig it as well. And if you would like to be one of those people that see it in person, uh, Scott, what's the best place to grab tickets for the Igniter for this weekend? You know, just swing it by our website at firebirdonline.com. You can buy your tickets online. One of the cool, well, two cool things this weekend, it's the only event all season, kids 15 and under get in for free. And for the first time in, I think, at least a dozen years, Sunday is Military Appreciation Day. All active armed forces, 
uh, personnel and veterans get in for free on Sunday. So we've we've put together a couple of things there to try and make it a bit more affordable in today's age for families to come, for people in the military to come enjoy a you know a, a great day of racing at the Igniter. You will find that for sure. There will be plenty of that happening over the weekend. So uh, as Scott said, jump online, firebirdonline.com, a great place to go for more information on the Igniter and your tickets. And I know it's going to be another successful event. Scott, thank you for the time this morning. We always appreciate it, brother. Thanks, you guys. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And uh, Bad Impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. It's more than just Subaru. They're the Idaho Center pre-owned Superstore, everyone. Uh, And we have tickets to Dorothy, Joyous Wolf. That show happening May 10th at the Knitting Factory. The X presenting it. It is going to be awesome. And you can win a pair of tickets quite easily here with uh, figuring out bad impressions. 208-287-1003. You got three clues from Big J to figure out what the famous person is that he is impersonating. Let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant. Good morning, the X. Good morning. How you doing? What's your name? Uh, Will. All right, you're up first. I'll be the new voice for Buzz Lightyear in the upcoming Pixar feature, Lightyear. Okay, I'll need the next one. I was the first to play different Marvel superheroes. Johnny Storm, and then, of course, Captain America. Um, Captain America. Okay, what's the next one? I could do this all day, and so can my new mustache. This is more Captain America. That may not help you, yes. Yeah. um, Who's the guy? Who's the guy? Um, I'm thinking something Rogers. No, it's not Rogers. Well, Steve Rogers, Steve Rogers is Captain, Captain America. America. Yeah, that was. Yeah. <laughs> One more name. Anything? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Ah. Uh, no, I don't know. He's my Captain America, sir. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> God, Steve. Hello, the X. <laughs> hey, hey, man. Uh, who's Big J trying to be? My God. What the hell, my dude? God, sir. I have to hang up on you. What's he done? Hello, the X. Hey, are we still playing? We're yeah. trying. Yeah. Well, let's play games. All oh. right. Do you know the clues or do you need them again? I don't believe so. I think Chris Evans is all I need to know. Yeah. Thank you, sir. That's all we need. Good You're job. Right, Hang on way. one second. We'll hook you up with Dorothy and Joyous Wolf tickets just for being cool. Uh, why is Chris Evans in the news? Uh, the Gray Man, Nick. Uh, that is a uh, new movie that he's going to be in, starring opposite of Ryan Gosling, uh, being directed by the Russo brothers. This is going to be on Netflix in July, and uh, the uh, the world is a, f- uh, a flutter with uh, pictures of Chris Evans and his new mustache, and people are loving it. Sure, why not? He's playing a bad guy, so that's Ooh. fun. And uh, we'll see if if they have to. Luckily, they won't have to do any reshoots of any Marvel movies and have to digitally remove his mustache. <laughs> but uh, if I could compare, like his mustache versus uh, uh, Cavill's for uh, the the uh, Mission Impossible movie, I mean, it's be tough, man. They're both pretty strong. They're both pretty strong mustaches. Well, that's all that matters. Uh, is the Gray Man a remake? No, no, no. It's a, it's a movie based on a, 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 series, a novel series. Okay, I'm trying to figure so, out why the name sounds familiar to me. I, uh, it, well, it's been, in, it's been in the works like in different variations to try to get this movie made uh, for some time. And uh, this, this is going to be uh, going down, though. It's coming out in July. On your left. Spending a bunch of money. Morning After it. with Nick. That's what Netflix does. Yeah. And then complains about not getting any return. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> 
That is Muse Won't Stand Down, and that's wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J on this Thursday. Thank you for listening. We appreciate that. Thank you to Scott New from Firebird Raceway for calling in and being a part of the program today, reminding you to check out the Igniter happening all weekend long. Firebirdonline.com is where you can grab tickets to that. Thank you to the drunken man in Scotland who gave us a solid We're Going to Hell story, and thank you to Jackie for showing up for the X-Rock Double Dare and taking home another $200 today. Two days in a row. That's how it goes. Jason Drew and Adam will have your next shot at uh, 200 bucks a piece at 12:30 and 5:30 respectfully and that gives you the floor Big J. Uh yeah, today uh you can uh pre-purchase your uh, very nice ultimate version of Luke Skywalker's land speeder for Legos. Nick. Will you be doing that? It's got 800, 1,890 pieces. It's too many pieces. 200 bucks. It's too many pieces. I don't think. But uh, listen, uh, th- th- this has moved. The Lego collection has moved into the world of sneakers for me. It's not something that I understand. I, people spend an exorbitant amount of money on them. Uh, and uh, But I do know that they go fast and they're going to sell no matter what. So why not? I don't. Uh, he might not appreciate me sharing his secrets. But uh, Ian, our buddy Ian, uh-huh. is here on the weekends. Uh, he has been collecting Lego Star Wars stuff uh for as an investment or because he's got interest no because he likes to put them together but this is how you get back at him dude but he has no way he has no he just moved and he has no place to put them all moving legos would seem to be fairly a stressful experience but how can i get back at him you can destroy one of his lego sculptures that's messed up he's still got the uh the millennium falcon that he hasn't put together because it's about six billion pieces. that's intense that's an intense one but the fact that he's got one is even impressive so uh, i'm sure that's where his money will be better than all of us well, let's not go that far. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Team Mazda. It's easy to get your auto loan pre-approved with Team Mazda's iPreCheck. Just click the big blue button at goteamazda.com. We will see you tomorrow. Jason Drew's up next. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks. The Morning After podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, idahoadvocates.com.